1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co host, Brian Fromm, and we are thrilled to be joined by Dr. Ike Miller. He is the co lead pastor of Bright City Church. He also has a book out that I know our listeners are going to love hearing about and really be moved by. It's called Good Baggage. How Your Difficult Childhood Prepared You for Healthy Relationships. Dr. Ike Miller, thanks for being here with us today.
0: Yeah, of course, Aubrey. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Excited to talk yeah. about the book.
1: Yeah, super excited to have you. Okay, so I I love this subtitle because I think most people think your difficult childhood <laughs> does not prepare you for healthy right. relationships. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about your story and what led you to write Good Baggage?
0: Yeah, it's pretty counterintuitive in a lot of ways, um, mm-hmm. but my story is I grew up in a, home with uh, my father who had an alcohol use disorder or alcoholism as maybe it's more commonly known. And that naturally led to all kinds of dysfunction in our family. It led to my parents' divorce. And mm. uh, and so, you know, there was some abuse involved in there. And so that was kind of the, the context that I grew up in. And as you said, you know, you typically think you have that kind of childhood and you are destined to have certain right. kinds of relationships right. as an adult. Yeah. Mm.
1: So, again, like you said, it's counterintuitive. Most people think we got to deal with that stuff and get rid of it. It has no benefit. So uh, I know this is the point of the book, but how do you take the alcoholic father or something and turn it into – some good in your life?
0: Yeah. So when we talk about baggage, usually what we're talking about are coping mechanisms that we develop in a dysfunctional relationship, whether that Mm. is a childhood relationship or maybe even a dating relationship or a marriage that Mm. is unhealthy, that we then carry into a relationship that does not need those coping mechanisms. Wow! And therefore, it wreaks havoc there because it's not needed. It's kind of like using a tool on something that it wasn't created for. It wow. ends up breaking it, and so what i 'm talking about with good baggage is saying you know at some point those coping mechanisms served a purpose they helped to protect us in some way, mm. and so there was some good in them, but yeah. we need to learn how to disarm the bad so that we can leverage the good in them for the good of our relationships now.
1: And I, I, I think that's so insightful. How, just in your own life, or if you want to talk about this as you've counseled other people, like how do you even begin to recognize what's the bad baggage, what's yeah, the good baggage? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I think we, we, if we step back from our relationships and begin to notice some patterns, I think we can identify the bad baggage pretty easily. the, The consistent things that lead to pain in our lives. I think if we look at the major pain points, we can pretty quickly discover where our bad baggage is showing up. The good baggage, however, takes a little bit more work because we have to be able to step back again even further to say, okay, this is leading to pain, but how can I Use it for good. So, for example, Mm. as a child growing up in a context like I did, and anyone who grew up in a chaotic environment or if there was abuse, one of the things that you learn to do when you walk into a room is read the emotional climate of the room. Wow. You know, like where's everybody at emotionally? How's my father doing? Is he angry? Is he sad? Is he upset? Is he happy? Is it safe to be here? Do I need to get out of here? And so that gives you this incredible ability to read people's emotions and body language. And so as an adult, now you go into a room and you don't even think about it. You just instinctively Mm. do that. The way that that hurts us is we take the step of assuming, and therefore it is my responsibility Mm. to fix everybody's emotions in this room. Wow! Right. And, and so if we can step back and say, okay, it's not mine to fix, but I can use this as a tool to demonstrate empathy. So hmm. I walk into a room, you know, at church and I can see some people are upset or something's off. I can tap into that and say, Hey, it seems like something's off today. Hey, can we talk about that? Or hmm. when I come home, you know, and I see Sharon and something's off with her, I can, I can tap into that and it opens us up for some honest and important conversations to have. And so Leveraging the good while disarming the bad. That's so good. That's really I, good.
1: That's, wow. That's important. Uh, is this possible, do you think, apart from counseling? Is this possible without <laughs> somebody giving and helping you process what happened in your childhood,
0: maybe? Yeah, you know, it's certainly not possible without doing your own learning, whether that happens mm. through reading or through mentors or even well-informed kind of mm. pastors around counseling things. So I, I think you can do it without a a specific like licensed counselor. I think it's done best with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think you can do it without at least knowing sort of how our childhoods or our dysfunctional relationships affect us in the first place. That's something we do have to learn.
1: Yeah. That's good. It's good. Okay. I, I know in Chapter 11, you use the story of Samson and Delilah to draw <laughs> out dysfunctional relationships. Talk to us about that a little bit.
0: Yeah. You know, so in that chapter, I'm talking about loyalty and how mm. as children of dysfunctional relationships uh, and families, we are tend to exert this incredible amount of loyalty out of a sense of security.
1: Wow. That that
0: even if things are broken, this relationship is better than no relationship at all. And so wow. that can be maybe related to abandonment or other kinds of things. And as I looked through scripture to kind of see where do we see this kind of loyalty playing out, it was really fascinating to look at the story of Samson and Delilah and see how, you know, there's this relationship where Delilah is Consistently uh, betraying Samson, and yet Mm -hmm. she is manipulating him, kind of saying, "Like if you really loved me, you'd tell me." Right? Wow! (laughs) We find ourselves in those kinds of manipulative relationships all the time, but never ask. Okay. They're demanding my loyalty, but are they loyal to me? You wow, know, really caring for me, and so it's just a fascinating story through that lens to read uh, it that way.
1: That is so interesting. Oh wait, I have to real quick say you also mentioned Delilah After Dark, which I remember Delilah After Dark. I know yes. exactly yes. what you're talking about, <laughs> guys. You don't need to remember it. She's still on in Chicago. Wait, serious? I have, I have, no, I have Brian. she's on every night in oh Chicago still. this yes. makes me so happy. This is so happy. Good my for kids her.
0: make fun of her, and I'm like, "This is generational now." <laughs> it is. It, I just thought it was so fun. I don't know if the, it was intentional, but I was like, "Delilah after dark, Samson and Delilah." Yeah, yeah, Gosh. <laughs> it's too good. It's too <laughs> good. That's
1: awesome. so good. Like, what do you do if you're in a marriage where you see your spouse just weighed down by childhood baggage mm, and yeah. just affecting your relationship, or just affecting them, and you you want to help them?
0: Yeah, you know, the biggest thing in in I've learned this through. um, <laughs> a type of counseling called um, internal family systems theory or family Mm. systems theory, actually family systems theory. I'm sorry. And one of the things that they talk about in this approach is the most effective way to shape a family system is to focus on the healthiest member of that system. And so Mm. maybe if you are married to someone who has experienced some dysfunction or some abuse of some, of some nature, um, rather than sort of saying, here's how you need to change, I would encourage those folks to focus on, okay, how? what, what do I need to do in me that I can help them? Because mm. at mm. the end of the day, the more that we add on, here's the work that you need to do, here's the work that you need to do, it actually compounds the shame that mm. maybe they carry out of that dysfunctional childhood already. So, just mm. learning what are the ways that I can improve communication, that I can improve conflict management, that not necessarily overcompensates for them, but just brings health on a whole new level to the relationship.
1: Oh, it's so good. We've been talking with Dr. Ike Miller about his book, Good Baggage, How Your Difficult Childhood Prepared You for Healthy Relationships. Be sure to grab a copy today for yourself or maybe for someone who might have grown up with a difficult childhood. Such good wisdom here. Ike, where can our listeners find and follow you?
0: Yeah, the easiest place is just IkeMiller.com. Um, I'm also on social media at Ike F. Miller.
1: Hey, thanks so much for being here with thanks us today
0: yeah thanks for having me this was
1: great really appreciated it we'll be back again tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m for brian Fromm. i'm aubrey sampson and you've been listening to the common good on am 1160 hope for your life